Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 95. We had a little bonus episode. Some of you are like, man, it feels like it should be Friday because you normally do three live streams a week. Uh, but we're doing four this week because because we could and because we did and, and it's all good. So this is episode 95. Uh, so uh, guys, I'm really stoked about today's episode. Uh, we've got a new guest um, and uh, that's related to a guest we've had on several times now. Uh, he's a preacher. He's a musician. He's an evangelist. He's also the assistant pastor at Revival House in Kentucky. And he's also the co-founder of Crave, the movement. Let's give it up for my guest today, Josh Rich. Dude, welcome to the show. Welcome. Super excited to be here. What a cool uh, show. What a cool intro. Thank you, guys. Thank yeah. you, everyone. Uh, I'm just yeah. excited to be here. Yeah. I'm just, we like I'm the just... fanfare, man. We like to just, uh, we, we like to get it excited, get people excited, you know, so. Awesome. Um, well, I'm excited. Yeah. So you, uh, obviously, some people recognize the last name. You are the brother of Victoria Rich, who we've had on several times on this show. Um, and then you guys are both in Kentucky, right? Both in Kentucky, born and raised, and uh, both pastors' kids. Uh, the the revival house that you mentioned—that's my dad's church. Yeah, yeah, right on. Uh, that's my pastor, and uh, it's a cool place. People are like, "What do you do in Kentucky?" Like the same thing you do. It's just it's just a different state. Uh, yeah. I love it here. It's um uh, super green. We got it's the horse capital of the world. Oh really? People, people think that's cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I would have guessed like Montana or some. I don't know. Like horse. No, nope, it's good old good old Kentucky. Yeah. How about that? And then you you know I don't know is it is it a cliche that you guys eat fried chicken or do you guys actually eat fried chicken? In the South, you fry up everything. Yeah. Fried chicken, <laughs> fried zucchini, fried uh, okra, uh, anything and everything you can fry, we fry it. Yeah. So it's not exactly the healthiest. Yeah. But it, but it is delicious. Yeah. It is delicious. Yeah. And do you have a favorite fried fried thing? I mean, you can't beat fried chicken. Yeah. It's pretty you good. put chicken up against anything else. It's like, is it better? No. Yeah. Have you ever had a fried butter stick? People are doing that now. Like a stick of butter? Like literally a stick of butter. Somebody, somebody has had one. I just know it. I don't. How does that even work? I don't even, dude, I don't even know. I, I feel like I you think could like wrap it, but then it just, just melts I think it's out. Disgusting. I've seen people cut it open and it's pretty much melted at that point. It's like kind of hollowed out. But I'm man, amazed. You do that to your arteries. Like, I just, ugh. Nasty whoever man. whoever had that idea first i'd like to meet that guy yeah yeah i gotta know the story uh yeah illumination says she's had deep fried oreos and deep fried snickers had oreos okay. not the best i'm not really? a fan yeah because it's mushy you fry oh. it and then you bite into it and it's all mush oh that's sick not a fan yeah not a fan it just does not sound appetizing so yeah so josh why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself you can tell a lot bit about yourself i don't care man we got we got some time to burn let's do it got the time yeah. well my name is josh my name is josh rich and uh like we've already said i'm from kentucky i'm 29 and uh I, i've been within different ele elements of ministry my entire life i was telling these guys i'm uh, a pastor's kid. So any other pastor's kids out there, um, you know that uh, when when your pops or your mom is the pastor of the church, 
you you get every job that there is. So I've been yeah. the the lawn care person. I've been the weed eater. I've been the church cleaner. Um, I, I'm a drummer as well. So I'm on the worship team and do some singing. Uh, dabbled in media as well and do all of our videos and graphics for um, the ministry right here. Crave the movement. And uh, so so my life has been. Uh, revolved around ministry. Mm -hmm. And uh, for the longest time, um, ministry to me was honestly like a lazy cop out. Mm. Uh, People, people ask me a lot. um, If you weren't in ministry, what would you do? Which is to me, I feel like it's a kind of a funny question. Um, It's like kind of assuming that, you know, you, you did this because you had no other options or yeah. Yeah. But you know, whatever. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I've never been the type or the personality that had such a specific dream or goal um, for my life. I, I think uh, I had a very general goal mm-hmm. that I didn't want to be stuck in something I didn't enjoy. Yeah. I wanted somewhat of a freedom to be able to kind of switch it up and do different things where I wasn't just the same thing repetitive over and over. Um, but that bothered me. It bothered me growing up, um, because to everyone else that didn't really make sense that I didn't have a specific dream and a specific goal. And it bothered me in this sense that I thought, uh, I was wrong for that. Like, Mm. uh, like it it was somehow wrong and something like in my spirit that uh, I needed to deal with and like, what's wrong with you? Why don't, why don't you have a dream? Why don't you have a goal? Is it, you is it laziness? Know. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so long story short, uh, I, I said it was a lazy cop out because um, I didn't know what to do. So, so I, when people would ask, Oh, what are you going to do when I was, you know, 16, 17 and everyone else is thinking I'm going to college, I'm going to be this, do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it was sort of like, I don't know what else to do. So I'll just be in ministry. And I would say that and I would say, you know, I don't I don't know in in what area, but I know I'll be in ministry because mm-hmm. grandpa was a pastor. My papa, so my grandfather on the other side of my family that I called papa, papa. Uh, he was a pastor and planted many churches and um, around the country. Uh, so so I've come from many generations of of pastoring or preaching. So it was like, oh, I'll, I'll just be in ministry. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that kind of heart towards ministry stayed with me for a very long time. Um, getting to why we started this Crave the Movement uh, nine or so years ago, back in 2013. Um, I was a youth leader at the time, not a youth pastor, but a youth leader. I was 20 years old. and um i i homeschooled through high school so my friend group was very unique and different um because of the just the fact that i wasn't in public settings or public schools Mm -hmm. no sports or anything like that so i was kind of just hanging out with uh if i can say the oddballs oh i love Um, the oddballs man love the oddballs love them uh they're cool now it didn't feel cool then (laughs) I, I felt like an outcast, but you know what, yeah. like to all the homeschoolers, for whatever reason, your life might be getting saved right now. Uh, so 
shout out to my homeschoolers. I yeah. think I was saved from so much mess right. that I would have gotten myself into. Yeah. I just know it. I just mm. know it. Um, but anyways, we we were uh, we had a band at the time, and so there was a little bit of travel in my life mm -hmm. uh, here and there doing shows. My sister that some of you guys maybe have watched on the show, she was our lead singer. I was the drummer, awesome. and uh, my best friend, guitar player. What kind of and, music? Uh, <laughs> if you're a fan of Paramore, we were like, oh no the, way, dude! The I love Christian Paramore version of Paramore. Paramore dude, I love it. Favorite bands. Uh, oh, so we had like the chick lead singer and yeah. like the kind of punk rock ish yeah. vibe. Uh, no one go look for it, but you can actually find us on oh, YouTube. Man, I gotta. <laughs> I think uh, it I was like, to, dude. <laughs> I think it was like 2010, and yeah. I had like the long hair, and it's when like we were all straightening the hair. Yeah. So it's like pointing this way. Oh yeah, dude. Awful. Oh my gosh. Dude, but, I'm gonna do some sleuthing. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm ever back on the show, that's how we can intro me. Oh, like, dude, throw yeah. back to, to so the band. I day. love it. But uh, as you can imagine, we had all of these like kind of band bros and and in that kind of go out to the shows and party kind of scene. Um, but it's wild. Uh, me and my sister both, we were never in that party scene. Um, both of us had, had never drunk, uh, drank. We had never smoked anything. We weren't in this partying scene. Mm -hmm. Um, so if, so if anyone knows, like if you've looked up, Oh, crave the movement, they're, they're a party ministry. Um, the, the idea didn't actually come from our, our background or lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, Oh, let's take our interest and switch it around for Jesus. Yeah. Try and uh, shoehorn it in or whatever. No, yeah. we just had these wild group of friends who just so happened to be heavily involved in this party like lifestyle. And, um, long story short, there's so much to be said, but one of our very, very close friends who was at our house all the time, um, very close with his family, uh, his parents, um, very wealthy family, well put together Christian family. Um, our friend Landon uh, struggled back and forth with very heavy drugs. Mm. And uh, so going back to uh, what I was saying, I was a youth pastor at the time or a youth leader, whatever you want to call it. And um, so I I'm saying that to say my my objective or my heart at the time was to help young people. Mm -hmm. So that's the place I'm at in life. Um, I'm a pastor's son, so so helping people in the church is what I'm supposed to be doing. And all of this wrapped up into one, our friend dies of a drug overdose. Mm. So in my head, I'm thinking, that's somewhat on me. Like, yeah. what did I not do? Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, we know, we all know, it's not our, our, our job to save people. Mm -hmm. but you know, growing past that a little bit, I've I've learned in wisdom those things that it's not on me, it's not on us to save people. Yeah. But I think within a little bit of ignorance and, and naive thinking, there was some truth in the burden that landed on my heart. And it was a burden of what am I going to do mm. to try to be a part of God's plan to reach people like this because 
you know, growing up in church, you you see uh, you see everything, you know, you and, and you get the lingo and and mm-hmm. um, church was like my life. But then I had this uh, weird opportunity of kind of being like this band bro and and uh, just I, I started to see elements of a life outside of the church. And although I was what many call sheltered, um, I, I started stepping out of that sheltered life, not in the way of uh, like, like dabbling into it, but I could just see. And, and I couldn't figure out how do I bridge the gap? Mm. How do I bridge the gap from um, the only thing I've known to reaching others with that same truth that I've gotten to grow up in, but they, they've yet to know. And uh, it was actually after our friend's funeral, we were sitting around a, a couch downstairs. No one had spoken a word for quite a while because I think the spirit was moving on all of us. Mm-hmm. We, we just didn't really know in what way it was moving. Um, we, we, we weren't talking about anything. We weren't having a conversation, but you could just sort of feel in the atmosphere that there was this heaviness, but it was, it was a good heaviness. It was a burden being placed on our hearts from heaven. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think someone spoke up and asked the question, what are we gonna do? Mm-hmm. Because there was like this holy anger. Mm. Because like I said, we, we felt like that was us. Like th- that was our position. Like we were supposed to be the bridge between getting him here to getting him there. Mm. And there was just this holy anger that said, it's not going to happen again. Yeah, It's not going to happen again. And we just started to, our, our eyes were being opened yeah. to the reality that a Sunday morning, 10 o'clock service just wasn't going to cut it. Mm. It wasn't going to cut it saying, hey, uh, you want to come to our house? I know you don't know us. You don't know anyone, but you should just like, just come show up, you know, and be there and uh, you know, because like that's our like small-minded growing up in the in the Christian faith um, understanding that we just if we just get people to church, that will solve every problem in the world. Mm-hmm. I love the local church. Yeah. I serve the local church. The local church is solving many problems. It's a part of the solution. Mm-hmm. But this idea that the church will do the job for us. But if we can just get them in the building, it just, it's not cutting it. And uh, I agree. So we had this spirit of let's go to them. And somebody said, well, how do we do it? And what did they want to do? And, you know, we kind of just, you know, scratched our our chin, stroked our beard and and, uh, no one knew. We're all just young kids, just with with a heart and passion to reach our community. Crave the movement has traveled all over the world uh, within nine years. Yeah, but we were just wanting to impact our small city. So the city I'm from, Central City, Kentucky, there's uh, on a good day seven thousand people. Oh wow! So very, small. Very small. Yeah. Very small. Um, 
we've got the fast food and we have like three red lights. That's it. You get a so, Walmart. You get a Walmart. We have a super center, son. Woo-hoo! We got that good old Wally world. We've got Walmart. <laughs> Actually, when 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 I was a teenager, when you didn't have anything to do, you go to Walmart. You go to Walmart and you walk around. That's that's what small... my friends and I did because we didn't. I mean, we grew up in like a, a larger city than than you lived in, uh, but yeah. same thing. Where because we didn't we didn't get in trouble. We didn't like go party and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we would just go to Walmart. And just walk around. <laughs> Go to Walmart. That's all yeah. you need. That's what that's what you got to yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, but someone said, like, what are we going to do? And I said, they want to party. Our our friends, my friend. I had a friend who was pretty addicted to some some pills and and uh, abandoned from his from his family and just going through it. He showed up at my doorstep one night, just tripping out. And I'm like, oh my god, like God has surrounded us with people who are in dire need of help. And uh, I said, they want a party. They're not interested in in coming and listening to worship songs they don't know, hearing a message that they don't quite understand at 10 a.m. on a Sunday when they've been partying all night on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Like, it ain't happening. Even if they're not partying, they're up playing video games until 3 o'clock in the morning. You can't wake the kids up. Uh, if you've ever been in youth ministry, you know that it's difficult. Uh, so, so I said, let's throw a party again out of this holy anger. I said, let's throw a party. And it's going to be the biggest party that our city's ever seen in such a way that every single young person is going to know about it. And they're going to want to be there because everyone else is there. And I don't know how, but the Holy Spirit just anointed us mm. to do this right, to advertise the correct way. We wanted to have it in like a warehouse or, or a building, but uh, we're just young 20-somethings with no money, uh, no no budget in you know, the, the, the church uh, youth ministry. So how are we going to throw this grand party? So we, we settled with the idea, okay, we, we've got to have it at the church. We have power there. We have speakers. We have lighting. Uh, and so this holy anointing of just like, don't, don't advertise the church name. Just put on a flyer the the address and then we went to the high schools and told the teachers we're we're youth ministers and we want to come have lunch with our students and we just started passing out these flyers like you want that you want that and i just said hey we're throwing a party you should come and kids were like what kind of party where where is it what it's a party that's all you need to know it's a party it's a party it's a party we were praying that a hundred kids would show up again in our in our small town of five thousand people 5,000, 6,000 people. Yeah. 500 teenagers showed Come up on, at our very first event. That's like, what? It was wild. Yeah. That's like 10%. Is that 10%? Like 5,000? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. And we were blown away. Actually, we were a little like frightened because we were like, wow, we haven't prepared for this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and uh, we lowballed it. Yeah. <laughs> we lowballed it. Actually, yeah. 500 was like our three year goal. And uh, or something like that, maybe our five year goal. And um, it, it was just amazing. And we realized, wow, this is this is God anointed. Mm. And um, I was our very first DJ. I, I, I had my laptop and I actually wore a mask. So no one knew it was me because I was going to have to come out and preach later. So I didn't want to be like, oh, he's, he's the preacher and the, the DJ and the this and the that. Yeah, that's so I had a mask guy. on and I'm like, 
Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. And uh, so we played music that they knew. It was secular music. Yeah. Um, but clean music. Even the content, we were like, we don't want to play like, you know, too outward, you know, like crazy that kind stuff. Of music, yeah. Right. But uh, we were heavily condemned heavily condemned for what we were doing from Mm -hmm. the get-go we actually had churches that were gathering to pray against what we were doing they were coming together praying against uh the the false ministry that was leading people to the wrong jesus Mm -hmm. that's what they were saying and it it was wild but uh we, we surpassed that but um it it was just such a, a unique thing. And, and I, I look back now and I can see the protection of God's hands over it. Sure. Um, but, but our heart was just to reach our, our city. And, uh, you know, our, uh, it grew from that. And, and we had some friends in other locations and cities and uh, they said, let's do that here. So we did it there. Yeah. And uh, over the years, we've seen thousands come to Christ. Mm thousands come to Christ and so many people say how how does it work how can it work um it can't be that easy yeah, yeah like like how do you switch from yeah. to who would like to receive Jesus yeah. um and, and i i think uh i i think the heart to or the objective of the event the objective being not to save people, not to uh, like, and that's a part of our message to say, if you're listening to this, if you're listening to what we're saying, you're wondering why we've thrown this free event for you, why we've given out food, given out prizes. um, And you're wondering why it's because God loves you. Mm. It is the love of God for you, that he would pursue you, that he would throw you the most grand party one that you can relate, one that you can feel welcome to. Everyone gets an invite to the party. The same God that loves you in this way, we love you in this way Mm -hmm. because the love of God is in our heart. And we say, whether you leave here tonight changed or accepting this God, accepting this Jesus into your life does not change the fact that he will still love you. And so will we. Mm -hmm. And that is the, the heartbeat of this ministry or at least the heartbeat of the crave party that whether they leave changed or not does not determine our pursuit of their heart does not change the pursuit of God's love and heart for them. And uh, I think that's felt, I think that's understood. And I Mm -hmm. think that breaks off the bitterness, the the hardness, the coldness of their heart. Um, It breaks off what they thought Jesus was to be, what they thought the church was to be, what they thought Christians were. Um, because let's be honest, Christians, we've we've made some mistakes. We've led people in a wrong way, yeah. uh, pretending to know what we were talking about when we actually didn't, mm-hmm. uh, when we didn't have enough humility to just say, I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. But Jesus loves me and he loves you. And and so, so I think the honesty of this party um, pierced through uh a closed off ear and a closed off mind to 15 14 16 17 and 18 Mm -hmm. year old high schoolers and middle schoolers 
um, that do not go to church. They don't plan on going to church. They have yeah. no relationship with Jesus. And yeah. that was our heart, which yeah. is why we didn't give one hoot about the churches that gathered against us mm-hmm. because it wasn't for them. We actually, mm-hmm. tr- we've tried to involve youth ministries. Now this was, I'm talking nine, eight, seven years ago. Uh, and, and we have had youth ministers and leaders and youth teams leave our event before it ever even began because of the content that was coming out of the mouths of our guests uh, in the line going to the party. It's like, of course you're going to hear F-bombs, dude, (laughs) and all kinds of Of other things. It's like, that's what we came for. Yeah. We came for the lost. We came for the the blind. They're still lost, everybody. They're still lost. Mm -hmm. You can't clean them up before you even catch them. So we're out here just fishing. And like saying things like, oh, you shouldn't. And, and then I, I've even witnessed people in my years in, you know, youth ministry and stuff. Um, I've witnessed people just right out of the gate. Just don't say that. Don't do this. No, that's wrong. That's and I'm like, uh, you're not going to get very far <laughs> with that approach. You know, no, so, there's not a, there's not a lot of success in it. Yeah. Well, and it's cool, man, because I mean, you're you're really in good company. I love I love unconventional ways the unconventional ways that God speaks and unconventional ways to reach people with the gospel. And we just had on, um, on Monday, uh, a woman by the name of Cindy McGill who goes to burning man and porn conventions and all kinds of, she's in her sixties, man. And she's like, just like full on going for it. And, um, you know, even at burning man, you know, she talks about how burning man, she was like, you, there's so much stigma behind. There's so much weight behind, Jesus, even saying Jesus for people where immediately the, it brings back all these bad memories of, of the pain they had and the reason why they left the church and all these things. And, and, um, but they're there looking for spirituality. And so their approach was a lot different in how they connected with people where they were like, Hey, we just want to, we want you to have an experience with the spirit of truth. And they're like, people are like, yeah, I want that. I want that. You know? And then yeah. Because they're coming in their name and they've got people on their team, you know, praying in tongues or whatever, just playing drums. They're worshiping, but they're just playing like the, the gym bays and all that. Um, <laughs> it, it, it just people would just get totally blasted by by God's God's presence, you know. And yeah. so I think. But going back to the offended thing, I think that we need to, we need to not get so offended by things. I think that that's been something that really has been my, um, has been the spirit of offense is horrible, dude. Like, Mm -hmm. and it, it causes so many problems based. I have some friends that are going through this right now with some people that have taken up a spirit of offense and it's just causing so much destruction. Yeah. And I think that us as believers, we need to, we need to have thicker skin. Like, um, just because you're not offended by cussing doesn't mean that you're of suddenly of the world now. Um, mm-hmm. to me, that is actually a strength because it means that you can still talk to people and not be like all flustered because you hear a couple of F bombs or, you know, vulgar, vulgar language or whatever. So, mm-hmm. man, I just, I love, I love what you guys are doing. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just God's kids. Yeah, it's just God's kids, yep. and so are we. Yep, and so are we. Like we are just as much of a mess as everybody else in the entire world. 
the only difference is, is some of us have been found. Mm-hmm. Some of us are still lost. Mm-hmm. It's the only difference. It's yeah. the only difference. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, that's, that's what uh, I've been doing for the past nine years, throwing parties and, and God has um, opened up so much uh, new in, in, in our hearts these past couple of years. So um, crave is, is shifting into, I, I want, I don't really want to say a, a different scene or a different, uh, approach. I think it's just like a, an added level to the house of ministry. And, um, so yeah, uh, we love what we do. I love what I do. And, um, th- this is actually cool. I, I, you know, I, I was talking about my dreams and purposes and, and, uh, earlier where I couldn't quite figure out what I had a true passion to be or what to do um you know and i've realized i've i've actually fallen into it without even knowing Um, so so that's that's the amazing thing of our father god who who knows our heart better than even we do Mm -hmm. and uh so that's me lumped into a few minutes um yeah yeah man and you guys just recently went to africa kenya right Kenya, Africa. Yeah. yeah. And how was that in terms? I was, I meant to ask Tori this, but how was that? Because it's a different culture, right? Um, and it, how was it translating what you guys do over there? I mean, it had to have been kind of, kind of different. Um, maybe it was, it seemed like it was kind of an all encompassing trip where it was like you guys were always doing stuff. I, I thought, fo- you know, I follow both of you actually. So I saw some of, some of what Tori was posting while she was there. Yeah, very, very different culture. Um, but it's cool that we've we've sort of realized no matter where you go, everyone is pretty interested in getting an invite to the party, no matter what we call the party. So when we're out in Cali, it's a rave. When we're uh, where we're from, it's it's called a party because there's not raves, you know, in the Midwest or in the mm-hmm. South. Yeah. And uh, when we go to Africa, um, I think we just we we called it a few different things. We would tell people it's a party in person. I think um, promotional wise, it was crusade. Uh, we, we sort of just shift anything um, and everything to what it needs to be. Um, we we don't have a heart to throw parties. We have a heart to to get Jesus to people or get people to Jesus. Yeah. However you want to look at it. Um, so whatever way we can do that, we're going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Africa, Kenya specifically, um, such a different vibe of people. Um, they're so like, it, it was so different than I expected because we see the videos and they love to dance and and we thought, oh, they're going to love to party. We didn't know how extremely shy they would be. Oh, wow. Uh, so, yeah, it was wild how shy they were. Um, but it, it was, it was so cool. We got to, we, we, we brought in like, I think 10 or 13, like music artists, um, that helped promote the event and, um, tried to gather as many churches as we could to say, Hey, come out, be in, in support of this. We want you praying in the background. We want you bringing down the Holy spirit over this place so that when we take the stage to say, this is why we've done this. Um, we just break through the hearts and, uh, but, um, yeah, we, 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 um, we, we told our team there just jam pack our schedule. 
So I think we were preaching like three times a day, uh, two high schools a day, uh, orphanages, mm. um, special needs school, all wow. different kinds of things. And then um, church services in the evening. So it was really, really cool. A, a prison that I got to preach on. That was incredible. That was amazing. Nice. Uh, so just jam-packed uh, in Kenya. Yeah. And we plan to go again. We're planning for 2023. Nice. It happen. Have you guys looked at any, going to any other countries? You know, we're, we're really open to walk through whatever door God opens. And that was an open door in Kenya. Mm -hmm. And uh, we kind of just match what the spirit is doing with what is logically possible. And uh, I think, I I don't know if it's everyone's, I feel like it's kind of everyone's somewhat small dream. If you're in ministry to do something in Africa, it was for Mm -hmm. me, at least growing up, I just thought uh, Africa was amazing. I wanted to see it. I, I think I just, I love visiting places that are so different. Yeah, from same. from what I know, what I what I've grown up in, um, no matter what kind of difference it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was always my heart and dream, or at least a dream, to do something in Africa. I thought I would just go, um, and if it was in ministry, I kind of envisioned it being when I was like old or something. Like it wasn't possible, mm-hmm. but look at God. And yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, yeah, our, our heart is really just to go wherever, whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I strongly believe that there needs to be mission work all over the world. Um, I, I, I can honestly say, in my opinion, I think the United States of America needs more mission work than it's ever needed. Oh. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. so there is mission work needed all over this world. So we're, we're down to go wherever, whenever. Yeah. So before we transition kind of the next, because uh, you got some other stuff, you know, that's really interesting, but... What would be the big, because I know there's a lot of people out there who find themselves in the same boat that you were in where they're like, man, I don't I don't know. I, I, all these other people know what they want to do. I don't know what I want to do. And so sometimes there can be a tendency to kind of just get stagnant and just mm. they don't know what they want to do. And then sometimes there's even the added burden of I don't want to do the wrong thing. Yeah. and be outside the will of God or, you know, there's all these like weird things we tell ourselves. So what would be the big takeaway from your experience and how now you're kind of in the pocket, you know, like now yeah. you're, but, but it, it took a little bit. So what would be the big takeaway from your story for people? Yeah. Well, uh, uh, a response to your, your, uh, I don't want to be like out of the will of God. I don't want to do the wrong thing. Uh, it, it reminded me of a, a pastor friend of ours, John Morgan, he used to tell um, us that the will of God was not a tightrope. It was right. a cannon. Right. It's a cannon. Yes. And who who knows? Maybe maybe he got that from somebody else. It's, it's oh, I love that, dude. Things that just go everywhere. It's so awkward. yeah, it's so on point. And and thank you. I I I don't know if I'm I'm in the pocket. I just feel like maybe I, I'm not in my pocket. I'm just in God's pocket. Right. It's like. Sure. I'm just like, Lord, I, I don't know. Just put me wherever you want me. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel I, I have this new revelation of my relationship with Jesus. In, in our family, my mom especially, when it is somebody's birthday, like you go above and beyond, the whole day is about them yeah. from midnight. So some of you, I, I always do this. When it turns midnight into their birthday, like I'm ready. My text is ready. 
or my call, like I'm getting that happy birthday in. What do you want to do today? Where do you want to eat? What do you want to do? Uh, who do you yeah. want to hang out with? Is it just me? Do you want to do something big? Do you want to do something chill? My wife and I are the same way, dude. We go hard. So birthdays, <laughs> yeah. like that's like that's their day. Their yep. one day. It's all about them. And I started thinking about it. I was like, it's you know kind of funny to me, but I was like, I should treat my relationship with Jesus that very same way, mm. that exact way. Lord, what do you want to do today? Do you want to be chill? Is it just me and you day? Do I need to just bask in your presence or do I need to hit it hard on the streets? Are you mm. sending me out or am I just supposed to stay in? That's good enough. Like, Lord, whatever you want me yeah. to do, however you want this day to go, I'm just here. Just mm. tell me, like, let's do it. It's all about you. Yeah. And uh, so so that's my my funny new revelation of my relationship with Jesus. But uh, yeah, back to your question um, and and probably getting into some of the stuff I was wanting to talk about. Um, I'm finding out more and more and more and more. The older I get, uh, the more wisdom God luckily gives me access to that the key is surrender. Mm. Total and utter surrender to Jesus 100%. And you know, I, I said that, uh, you know, it bothered me when I was younger, trying to figure out this this purpose of my life. It even bothered me trying to figure out the purpose of life. And, you know, I can confidently say now that the purpose of this life is that the Bible, to quote the Bible, it says, oh, that we might know him. Mm-hmm. That is our purpose of being here. On, you dude. listening, this that is your purpose of being here. If you're wondering why you're here, what's what's the meaning? What does it all matter? Why, why, why? Oh, that we might know him. You are here to know Jesus Christ. In, in, a, in an extremely intimate, he is my best friend, my brother, my father way that uh, never stops growing. That relationship never stops growing. And my surrender to realizing uh, Sorry, the the lawn guy is weed eating. Oh, I heard <laughs> I heard something, but it was like really faint. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry about that, everyone. No, you're good. You're good, man. Um, I had somebody pressure washing the other day right here, oh, and like no. water like shot through my window, <laughs> and like in the middle of the stream, I'm like flinching. Yeah, oh, so you're no. good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, surrender, 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 surrender. Realizing that. Uh, well, I'll say it this way. Um, I feel like this generation of young people, and, and maybe it's not even young people, just anyone who hasn't figured out who they're supposed to be, the purpose and plans of their life in this this life we're living now. Um, figuring out that we are first called to be sons and daughters of Christ. Mm-hmm. That is who you're called to be. And I know so many people right now, Christians, ministers even, who are very tormented by the devil of yeah. figuring out who they are supposed to be. What are they called to do? 
And what is what is my main purpose and my passion? Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash donate and become a partner today. And I see so many people get locked in that lost life. <laughs> I wish you guys could see this guy right outside the window. A little Philip, <laughs> big old Philip. He's got a cig hanging out of his mouth. Nice. He's yeah. he's exactly what you would imagine a true Kentuckian to be. <laughs> oh Lord, help me to focus. Uh, oh my goodness, oh, what was I saying? I love that. Yeah, dude. I think um, I think that there's this kind of disillusion kind of thought of. Um, you know, my calling, my this, and look, yeah, man, like there are things that I knew in the fiber of my being that I would be doing. Um, I was one of those people that, but I honestly was one of those also that didn't, there's some people that take it and they run with it. For me, it was something I really wrestled with. And it was just being in any kind of format like this, where it's like, Mm -hmm. I knew I was, I'm an extrovert and I'm an outward processor, but like being out in the front, like it just, in this kind of a function, I've done leadership and all that. I'm comfortable in it, but this, no, <laughs> mm, okay. I was just like, Oh, like, I, yeah. you know, so I think the, what I've learned just to kind of give credit to what you're saying is, is, um, man, like having my focus, just be on him and getting mm. to know him. And it's like all those door, even if it, you, you do know what you want to do, but you're, you're, you've got like this, I don't know. I don't know how these doors are going to open. I don't know how this is going to, this is going to do this. And that's going to do that. My experience is anytime I've tried to take things into my own control, it's just Mm. been a horrible mess. So it's just that whole resting in the fact of like, whether you know what you want to do, whether you know where you're called, the, the solution to me is the same. Keep your eyes fixed on him. And it's like the more that we 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 abide in him the more that we get to know him the more we're changed and suddenly like man when the door's ready to open you're like oh they're like let's go okay let's, let's yeah. do this so yeah yeah i i think the pursuit of purpose sometimes stems from a spirit of pride yeah oh Ma- think, yeah. masked masked in the name of passion right yep because we we still have something in us that wants to say yeah i i know that that, that God is my father and he has everything taken care of and and it's just about him and I'm just following him day to day. But there's still something in us that wants to say, I want to stretch the limits of and see what I can really do on my own. Yeah. What kind of what kind of mark on this world can I can I really make? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, to that thought, I used to have that thought of like when I die, you know, I, I want to leave yeah. my mark on this world. Now I'm like, this world's going to burn up. Who cares? I just wanted to tell people about eternity Yeah. because this place is going to burn up one day. Like, don't worry about your impact on culture. Who cares? Just make your impact on the kingdom or let the kingdom make the impact on you. And then the rest follows. But I think so much time, energy, worry, stress, all of these things, so much time is wasted. And the, and the devil, I think, I truly think, keeps us in this this continual loop of I haven't quite found out who I am or mm. what I'm supposed to be doing yet, because 
uh, Jeff over there, I can tell he has found his calling. He's found his calling. He's found his purpose. I want it to look like that on my life. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with a, a pursuit of, I want to find something that I love to do and that I feel called to, and it just feels right. Yep. Not necessarily that it's easy, but that it just feels right. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think God does have a right spot for us. Mm-hmm. But I think there is a spirit that goes deeper in that where we let it overtake our life, overshadow our calling, yeah. our first calling, which is to be the sons and daughters of God. Mm-hmm. That's that's who you are. If you're wondering who you are, the Bible says you are the sons and the daughters of God. Yep. Boom. There you go. Problem there you solved. go. Yeah. If you've been lost for years and you're like, I just don't know who I am. You are the son. You are the daughter of the most holy and high God of this universe. And the implications of that are massive. Like <laughs> Massive. It's actually more massive than our mind can comprehend. Yeah. We cannot comprehend it. But the crazy thing is, is that even though we don't admit it, a lot of the times it's not enough. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times it's not enough. If we were honest with ourselves, we say, yeah, but but, but what can I do? Like, I, I want more than that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we want the, the image of more than that. Sometimes we, we want the image of someone else's calling instead of being obedient to God and saying, Lord, what have you called me to do? We wrote down in our notes, staying in your lane. What yeah. have you called me to do? I, I, I posted this on Instagram a few weeks ago, take it or leave it. But I said, I think um, that's how we end up with, with Hillsong duplicates and, and Stephen Furtick duplicates. Mm-hmm. I love Stephen Furtick. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Hillsong. Uh, I love their worship. I love all of these things. But God has called certain people to do a certain thing in their life. And and the Holy Spirit has anointed them to do so. And then when it comes to worship or whatever, I think that there is churches all over the world who should be sharing these anthems of worship. Mm -hmm. But when we start following the trend or the success of what worked well for other people, other than the voice of God over our lives, that's when we just end up wasting our time, wasting our true potential, wasting our true purpose, which is to be exactly who God created you to be. Yeah, dude. <laughs> because I'm, dude. I'm not following. And, and that is humility. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of tying all of our points in. At yeah, the no, it's time, good, man. But good. that is where humility comes in. That's where humility comes in. And sometimes it's humility that steps off the stage. But sometimes it's the humility to step on the stage. Mm-hmm. Some people don't realize that. It's not my comfortable position to be on a stage. This isn't comfortable for me right now. This <laughs> this is not like preaching or you yeah. know being yeah. a pastor that still feels funny to me. You're slaying it, people bro. are like Pastor it. Josh. Yeah. None of those things are very comfortable to me. Uh, I'll take you back to my younger years when I said I was a drummer. Mm-hmm. That was my comfort zone. Mm. Hanging in the being back, yeah. In the back, I don't need to be in the spotlight. That's Tori's place, Victoria, mm-hmm. my sister. That's her place. It wasn't my comfort zone. My dad, uh, who's a musician, singer, super talented guy, he taught us everything we know musically and and, and everything else. Shout out to my dad. Yeah. Um, he was the one who was like, you can sing and you're anointed. Get to the front. 
I was rebellious, man. Digging your we, heels in. Oh, I did not want to do it. I, I, to be honest, I, I'm. It's still not a comfortable place for me to even sing. Not, not out of like shyness. I just don't like to perform. Mm. I love to worship. I don't like to perform. Mm. Uh, but, but sometimes it's a greater humility to God to say, even if you put me in the spotlight, I'll go. Yep. And then there's a lot of people who want the spotlight who aren't called to it. Uh, who need to be um, take a take a humble position to say, Lord, let me serve in the in the shadows. Oh yeah. And no matter where you're at, see see the, the shadows and the spotlight. These are all worldly, earthly things. That that's that's just talking about who here sees us. Mm-hmm. In yeah. This world. If you're in the shadows, if you're behind the scenes, behind the camera, behind this, behind that, we're just talking about the earthly eyes that are on us. But whether you're on a stage or in the in the back seat, in the background, or wherever you're at, no matter where which place here we're at, God's eyes is on you. Mm. God's eyes are on you. Yeah. And, yep. and Lord Jesus, please fix our heart mm. to make that enough. Yeah. Make that enough. Dude. We need uh I think I forget who I was hearing say it. Uh Stephanie Gretzinger was at mm-hmm. our friend's church in Nashville recently. And I've I've seen her videos going around. If you if you guys never watched Stephanie Gretzinger at Legacy Church in Nashville, go watch that whole entire message. She said something that just I was like, wow, that's amazing. She said, Jesus is more humble than us. <laughs> Jesus is more humble than you are. And I was like, wow. It's like, it's something we know, but it's like, when you say it like that, it's like, wow, that, Jesus is so much more humble than we are. But we have such a burning desire to find out like this big thing that we're going to do. Heidi Baker, I was with her in Kansas City at the Send. Shout out to a few more of our friends. And she said, uh, she started her message saying, um, I want to be so small, 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 small. She said small for about two minutes straight. <laughs> to where I started thinking, is she actually going to preach anything? But that wow, stuck great message. Me. Yeah. <laughs> that, that stuck with me though. Yeah. I was like, man, we are so small, small, small. Yeah. Something I used to tell myself which was a lie is that it, and it was, it was, it was a, it was an innocent lie to myself because I felt like it was something that encouraged me to keep going. I would say to myself, if no one else does it, who will, hmm. I've got to do it. And, and that, I thought that that was like a positive um, encouragement to just keep on going. But I've now realized that, God not only doesn't need me, he can actually do it better without me. <laughs> he can actually do it so much better without me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we sometimes get into this position and, and it's innocent. I do think sometimes it's so innocent. Yeah. And, and God knows that. He knows that. But um, we start thinking like, if we're not a part, it won't get done. Mm. Whatever, dude. <laughs> 
God can do it so much better. The thing is, is that God loves us so much and he's such a perfect father. I don't know about you, but um, when I was growing up, when I was a kid, there would be certain things that my dad would be doing. And he'd say, Josh, do you want to help me with this? I was a kid. I probably got in his way, got on his nerves, got on everything that you can think of that I, a kid could get on. But because he was my dad and he loved me, he just wanted me to be a part of whatever he was doing. Mm-hmm. That's the same way with God. God loves us. So he just wants to make us a part of his already existing plan to save the universe. Yep. Yeah. And when you realize that in a true and honest, humble way, that fixes this chaos in here of trying to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. That is a question that will torment you for years and years and years and years, mm-hmm. just like it did me. Just like it did me. And when you realize I'm just getting the opportunity to play whatever part in God's plan. That's what I want to do. That's where Mm. I want to be. I want to be in God's pocket. Even if I'm not doing anything, maybe, maybe you're just supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're supposed to be there. And to all the other ministers out there, I'll be honest with you. I don't know if everyone else will, but I'll be honest with you. There has been places God has sent me where I started looking around, figuring out, or trying to figure out, why am I, why am I even here? I'm not doing anything. What an ego on me. Hmm. Sometimes yeah. we're just supposed to be in the room. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's the humility to say, Lord, I just want to be completely surrendered to you. Hmm. And in doing that, He is such a great God and we don't really, we shouldn't need convincing of this, but I'll, but I'll try to leave you with some encouragement that he's such a loving God that in our surrender to him, we get everything, not only that we need, but even some of the stuff we want slides in there as well, because the Bible tells us he knows our, our deepest passions. He knows our deepest desires in our heart and he knows them better than even we do. Yeah. Bible says, put the kingdom first and all of these things will follow. And that, that, that scripture is going to apply to so many different areas, but on, on the conversation of, of purpose and, and the plans of your life, uh, seek first the kingdom of God, seek first the kingdom of God. And that is not like a seek first one time thing. <laughs> That's like a daily yeah. wake up in the morning. Seek back it daily. To it. Back to it. Jesus is your birthday today. It's all about yeah. you. It's the kingdom's birthday. We got to put the yeah. kingdom first. It's mm-hmm. all about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's all about us surrendering to Jesus. And I'll, t- I'll tell you two miracles as the weed eater just thrives in the background. I can't uh, hear it. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and I didn't, I didn't, put this together so forgive me bible bible scholars if i if i get this wrong don't add him don't don't do Uh, it (laughs) yeah don't add me um two times jesus called uh to his disciples the first time 
was to Peter and another disciple. And uh, the second time I, I find more intriguing toward the, the topic that we're on. Um, Jesus had already died on the cross and risen again. And uh, I, I think I'm, I, I hope I'm getting my story right, but they were out fishing. There was another story that they were fishing, but <laughs> they were fishing all the time. Yeah. They were out fishing. Jesus was on the shore. I was just reading this story last night. That's crazy. Yeah. And Jesus started calling out to the disciples. And, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the time where they hadn't caught anything all night or is that the other one? Yeah, they, um, it's in John. It's okay. right at the end of John. We're just going to go there, bro. Let's just go so there. I can, just so I can, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. He says throw, yeah, they throw. And then they, when they were unable to haul the net because of the large number of fish. Yeah. And that was, that was the first time, right? That wasn't. This was after he died. So this is according okay, to John. Okay, so, there's, yeah. so this is what I'm talking about then? Yeah. Cast your net on the other side. I, yeah. I believe I'm correct in saying that they didn't, they didn't know it was Jesus that was talking no, to them. No, they didn't. Which is a fascinating, um, I don't know if I'd call it a theory or not, but it's fascinating to me that Jesus came back to the world. And I understand if someone's far enough away that you can't see them, you, you might not recognize who they are because they're too far. But it's just a fascinating little like nugget to all of you curious, like, ooh, that's kind of cool kind of thing. The voice of Jesus was even different because they didn't recognize his voice either. So not mm. only did he look different, he sounded different as well. I just think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Either, in, anyways, they don't recognize the voice of Jesus. They don't recognize who's calling out to them saying, cast your net on the other side. And then this grand miracle happens. Their, their nets are so full, they can't even take it. You know the story. The rest is history. But the key of that is the surrender to the voice of Jesus and the power of that when they didn't even recognize who they were surrendering to. I just I find that powerful mm -hmm. that even though they didn't recognize that they were surrendering to the son of God in doing what he was saying to do. Because for me, I'm like, dude, shut up. I'm I'm the fisherman <laughs> out here. Like, if somebody's hollering at me, hey, you should do yeah. this. I'd be like, whatever, man. Like, just let Bro, me be. Zip it. Yeah. Zip it for real. Yeah. So they surrendered to God, not even knowing that they were doing so. Yeah. And a miracle was produced. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. That's so good. the power of surrender to God will produce miracles over your life. Mm -hmm. It will Pretty produce true. miracles over your life. And surrender, another thing about surrender and humility. Now, this might be more specific to personalities like mine, but for me, like in the worry of trying to figure it all out, it takes the weight off. It takes the weight on us off. When we just start saying, oh, yeah, like, I'm I'm just a son of God. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm just surrendered to Jesus. Oh, yeah. what do you do? Like, what, what's your five-year plan? What's your 10-year plan? Like, is this what you always wanted to do? Was this your dream? Do you have other dreams? I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just a son of God. And I, mm. I do whatever he, he wants to do. And, and I'm still learning to do it better and better. I'm still yeah. sometimes bad at it. But, like, 
and and what a testimony that gives in in our in our preaching lives as well uh so to anybody out there like me who is looking for an easier lighter burden it's all there in the bible god says it like jesus is saying it and we're still searching out these answers he's always you're like, but God, what do you us. mean? And you're like, reading <laughs> what do you, the Bible. What do you mean? And you're like, oh, but God, what, no, but what do you mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> what does yeah. it all mean? Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Now, back to the show. His, his burden is light. His burden is light, bro. And, and I am surrendered to that lighter burden. And man, am I, yeah. am I such a not even better person. I'm such a happier person for it. Mm. I'm so much happier realizing that this life is not for me to figure out. Mm. You don't have to figure out life. You don't have to. Now you will grow in wisdom and stature just like Jesus did. So we will come into more understanding, but we don't have to have it all figured out. We don't have to have it all figured out. And God doesn't expect us to either. So, man, I, I'm just in such a wonderful season of my life mm-hmm. of realizing I'm so, like Heidi Baker said, small, 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 yeah. small, small. Well, man, like the, the character that grows from things like that too, you know, when you can when you can acknowledge that, what you're saying, that you take to character building things better. I mean, there will be moments of course where your flesh is offended and blah, blah, blah. But, mm-hmm. um, but I, I've found in general that um, the character building that comes from that, instead of this, this like desire, this need to, for recognition, this need for clout, you know, and for, you know, all these things, I'll show them, I'll show them all. Dude, God, God full on removed me from ministry opportunities when I was in my early twenties, because mm-hmm. I was so focused on that. And I had lied to myself that it wasn't that, that it wasn't that I was trying to prove things to other people. Yeah. Um, and there were just things that just full on fell through because my attitude sucked, dude. Yeah. And um it that's a that is a that's a painful thing to have to like have the mirror turned on yourself. I was quick to realize, you know. Mm. I was like, I know why this didn't I, I know why nothing happened because of this. Yeah. Um, you know, but it hurts. It's a painful thing to recognize that about yourself. Um and so it's better to just, man, like, don't be like me, guys. Like, just, just listen, to, listen to what Josh is saying, you know? like, <laughs> Dude, it's it's what I'm still learning. The first yeah. few years of my ministry life, I just wanted to be Judah Smith. Mm. Let's get honest. I thought Judah was cool. I liked his preaching style. I liked that he was funny and he dressed cool. Mm. So I was like, I want to be like Judah Smith. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of people out there. I mean, man, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't even touch that. Just, just in, in a race, in a horse race, horse capital yeah. of the world. Yeah, there you go. They've got these blinders. <laughs> yeah. While they're running, and then yeah. I'm not a horse expert. I'm not exactly sure why, but I can. I think we can imagine 
It's to keep their eyes focused on where they're going and not too much of what's happening over here and happening over there and, and mm-hmm. what ministry is doing this and, and yeah. what does their social media look like and what is Elijah Fire doing and how are they doing it? Well, I, I think Elijah Fire is cool, so I want to do an Elijah Fire that's going to be called uh, Moses Fire. I don't yeah, know. Moses and, Fire. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? And maybe you're somebody's like, no, Elijah. Josh, you just ruined my idea. I was going to launch it tomorrow. <laughs> Someone, someone right now is hitting backspace, backspace, backspace. Yeah, don't you <laughs> uh, dare. Yeah. So it's like, man, just, just, just fall into the heart of God, and stop worrying so much about. Um, because I mean, let's be honest. I, I think if we break it down into the most simple form, like we use all these words like cloud and you know hype and whatever. You know, we're me and you. We're we're on the the latter age of getting older, so yeah. like I'm not sure of all the cool words they're using now. You're, these young you're younger than me, yeah. So. <laughs> I know, I know, but I'm I'm feeling old, man. I'm I'm pushing yeah. thirty now. <laughs> I'm, I'm I feel like I'm losing my coolness. But yeah, the you're truth is, is, we we, yeah. we want to be cool. We want to be cool, and we want yeah. people to to see what we're doing and think, wow, look at how much they're doing, and mm. oh man, Josh is. Oh, I posted on my story. Uh, I reposted you guys' graphic of me. And I'm like, uh, you know, there was a point in my life. Uh, thank God I'm delivered from it. But there's there was a point in my life where I'm just sharing that so other people can see that I'm on the show. Mm-hmm. Not to hear the content that I'm sharing, but that they can see that I'm doing something. Yeah. Yeah. That they can see that I'm doing cool things and I'm mm-hmm. and I'm doing more than just a small town Central City Kentucky boy. Mm-hmm. That was my heart. That was my heart. And I think if a lot of us could be honest, we would say, "Yeah, mine too, mine too." Yeah. And I was guilt, and I was dude. just waiting for the day. I was just waiting for the day that God put me on the platforms of the Judah Smiths and the Chad Veaches and yeah. and the Brian Houston's or or whoever is like your. Uh, your guy everybody has your guy yeah everybody's had somebody like that in their life for like if only whatever your if only is or whoever that if only is you know yeah but you don't you don't know you don't know the sacrifice of those guys dude and i'm not talking specifically about them i'm just talking in general of 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 the 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 pillars of the Christian community and those that have laid down so much of their mm-hmm. lives. Yeah. See, well, the, see the, the burden, that's the other thing that I'm glad you kind of brought that up because I was thinking about that while you were talking about um, the opposite of this, where you're in a, in a season or maybe a lifetime of not really feeling like you have a calling, a calling, you know, and you, you don't have a thing. Man, when you do have a thing, it's a heavy burden. It's not something there's been times there's certain things that I have on my heart that God has placed on my heart and I've begged him to take them away. Like begged I'm like, "Please just like God, I just I dear Lord, I surrender this to you. You can please take this away now." And you open your yep. eyes you're like, "Dang it." Still <laughs> you there. know, it's still there. Still you know, God's like, "Oh, yeah. um uh you know, and so I think the flip side of that is when you do get something, it is a heavy burden. Like, dude, yeah. do, running a show like this, oh geez, yep, um, it's a heavy burden. 
You know, it's not something that's like, you know, yeah, it's like, it's fun, but it's like, uh, man, the spiritual warfare that happens, mm -hmm. it's just like, you feel like you get like thrown in a container and just, you know, yeah. a lot of times and you, um, you know, you're just like every day that goes by, you're grateful. You're like the acknowledgement that it couldn't happen without him. And I think, you know, your experience with Crave has been that way too. And, um, so yeah, when you're, I think it's so important to just stay in your lane. Like you're talking about focus on what God has in front of you mm -hmm. and, uh, resist the temptation. Uh, don't give into the temptation that our society puts out where it's like, Hey, we're going to measure, yeah. uh, your success by how skinny you are, how fat you are. And I mean, anybody who's like, work to get in shape and they're really focusing on themselves they'll come they'll go next to somebody else and they're feeling really good about themselves and then suddenly they see somebody else who's in better shape and all of a sudden they're like oh you know and mm -hmm. and but before they had that comparison they were so content and happy with their results and i think that that's the way we should live our life with the lord when you do have something you've got a plow and you've got you know god has instructed you to put the hand to the plow and and Focus on what God has in front of you, what your next step is versus like, you know, someone else who maybe has 20 years on you or mm -hmm. 10 years on you uh, yeah. doing it. So, yeah, that's good stuff, yeah. man. Mm. Yeah. And, and too much, too much viewing and looking at other people and what they're doing. Like, let it, let it fuel your creative passions or whatever you want to whatever it is you're watching and looking at but for for me i'll just keep using myself as a for instance there was too many people i was viewing and it really distracted me from from who god was calling me to be and we were saying it earlier like it, it, it because our, our our flesh can't handle it our flesh can't handle the envies we sometimes get. And we just, we think we think it's cool, but it's like, I, I can see the patterns in other people, just like I saw it in myself, that was not following the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. They were just following their social media feed of whatever Christian, like their dude or their chick was doing and it's like that for one your tank's gonna run out mm -hmm. <laughs> because you're not being fueled by the holy spirit you're not being fueled by the intimate time that you have with jesus christ mm -hmm. in in your prayer closet or 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 your your worship shower however you however you uh get down with the holy spirit uh it it, it, it the fuel that being excited about something and trying to run your ministry life off of that ain't going to work. It just doesn't happen. Like your tank just runs empty because it's not fueled by uh, uh, what, what God has called you to be. You're just being fueled by what you think is cool and excites you for a moment. And, and we just run empty. And that's why yeah. I think there's so much pattern of 
of people just trying a new thing and a new thing and a new thing. And it's like, bro, I thought you were like this person. Oh, well, yeah, I'm just doing this. I don't know. Maybe that's just some people around me, but mm-hmm. I, there's just so much pattern of, of, um, of the negative reaction of, of not putting Jesus first. I see too many people um, trying to do a cool thing and see how they can apply Jesus to it. Yeah. And they go, okay, God, I'm going to be doing this whether you like it or not. So I'm going to need you to bless it because yeah. you know, I need your, I need you to bend mm-hmm. your will to mine. If mm-hmm. you're, that's cool. Cause you know how much this means to me, you know? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Man, I just, my prayer is that no one finds himself in that position because that's been there, done that, dude. <laughs> been there, done that. Exactly. There, done that. Not fun. Also, you know, it's like, again, going back to the whole comparison thing with, you know, they're like, oh man, I really love to do what Josh does. I want to be like Josh or I want to be like Jeff. No, no, you don't, dude. Like, like you want to you want to get in alignment with, with what God's assignment is for you. And I think that's so important to not be like, Oh, I want to be like the Judah Smith. or I want to be like this. And I'm going to, I'm going to curate everything in my life to make sure that I am posturing myself exactly the same way. I'm communicating myself the same way. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it's just a waste of time, man. Yeah. It's a waste of time, you know? So I, I think we can save ourselves from that. In realizing that the thing, the calling, the the ministry, the nonprofit, it's not the thing. Right. Jesus is the thing. Come on. Jesus is the prize. Where where you envision yourself in 25 years and the platforms you see you yourself on and the and the shoulders you want to be rubbing up against, even if it comes from a place of a good heart. I want to reach a million people before I die with the with the gospel. That's a wonderful goal. Mm-hmm. I think that's a wonderful goal. But what if God's not calling you to do that? Mm-hmm. What if it's and only I, 500 people? You like, know, not, not a lifetime wasted. Who knows? And, and we will argue with God by saying, well, how can that not be the thing? And I'm not saying it's not. I don't know who's listening and, and what the plans and purposes of God is for you. What I absolutely do know is that every single person on this planet earth, if we would just understand Jesus is the thing, he's my goal. He is what I'm going after. He is what I'm pursuing. All of these things, all of these heart's desires, all of these goals and plans of our lives, all of those things become so small and dim and, and insignificant when we realize I have just got to be chasing Jesus as fast as I possibly can. Yeah. As fast as I possibly can. And then when we're doing that, it makes figuring out what you're called to do and all of these things and your heart's passions and whatever you want to call it, it makes it so, uh, it, it just, shines a light right in your face and you're like wow like yeah this is it yeah and and i was chasing all of these other things in pursuit with a good intent of heart but somewhere along those lines i forgot to even look around is jesus still here (laughs) 
Jesus, like, is, he, <laughs> is he still with us? Like, I'm doing stuff that sounds like Jesus and it looks yeah. like Jesus, but is mm -hmm. Jesus there? Mm. Is Jesus there? Lord God, please don't let us be ministries vacant. Oh, yeah. Of the Holy Spirit that are vacant of Jesus. And man, we can really get tripped up in what we feel like needs to be done, what has to be done. And like, man, am, am I with Jesus? Is Jesus with me? Is the Holy Spirit moving on this? And don't let, don't even let those questions become a worry. Yeah. Because even that we can let our, ourselves be bogged down. Is Jesus in this? I don't know if, if I should be doing this. I don't know if the Holy Spirit is anointed this moment for me. And I, I just don't know. Don't worry about a thing. Pray about everything. Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, have your way. Let's get on this call. Mm. That was yeah. my heart's prayer before hopping on this computer with you. Lord Jesus, just have your way. Anoint my words. Don't let me sneeze and say something stupid. You're good, uh, dude. Holy Spirit, just yeah. do what you want to do in me, through me. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope somebody gets something out of it. Yeah. And Lord, let oh, me I be to the me. side. And Jesus, I know you're going to do all the things that I can yeah no worry absolutely. no stress don't be tricked by the enemy because the enemy will trick us even with the bible itself yeah he'll trick us even with truth mm -hmm. if he can torment us with truth and i see so many young christians so many christians in general tricked with the truth you know that there's plans and purpose of your life but you'll be bogged down with the the figuring it out that you never even reach your plans and purpose mm -hmm. Because you can't get past the idea that there is a plan and a purpose to even find your plan and purpose. Yeah. If that makes sense to anyone yeah. listening. Or anybody is like all huffing and puffing because he, Josh just said that Satan will use truth to try and sway you. He did it to Jesus in the desert. So yeah. like, I mean, there you go. He did it to Jesus. If he did it to Jesus, he's going to try I and guarantee you the devil knows the Bible better than you do. Unfortunately unfortunately and he was there man he was there when he it was, was there uh, when it was happening you know so uh man. he's privy to even more information than we are so yeah but josh yeah. um can you do me a favor and can you just close this out with just praying for people i know there's some people who this really Love hits to. their hearts um and so we just got to seal the deal dude yeah let's seal the deal yes yeah. in jesus name lord i just i pray that every single uh, viewer listening in on this, whether it be right in this moment or um, in a few days, weeks, years even, Lord, let this honest conversation pierce their heart. Lord, uh, I, I just pray for every single person that that is like me and can relate to trying to figure life out, trying to find their place in this world with Jesus, Lord, that they would just understand that the key of this life is that we might know you, that we would surrender our all to you, our all to you. So Lord, help us to be more and more humble, to say, Jesus, it's all yours. It is all yours. Lord, my plans, my ideas, my dreams, it is all yours. Lord, I give you everything. Lord, I give you my life. Mm -hmm. I give you my day today. I give you my mind. Lord, I give you my thoughts. Lord, I just lay down everything just to be with you. 
just to be with you. And Lord, I pray against every single mind that is heavy today, that is heavy trying to figure out their place in this world. Your place is under the wings of angels. It is at the side and at the feet of God Almighty. You are called into the gates of heaven freely by just accepting him. So that is your place. That is your main purpose and calling, that you might know Jesus Christ today and that you would follow him daily. Why? Because if we're not following Jesus, we are so utterly lost and confused. And God has not given you a spirit of confusion, but he offers a sound mind. He offers a light burden. So Lord, help us to find that in Jesus' name. And Lord, I ask that every word that we have shared, that your anointing would be on it. Lord, anything that uh, that I have said that wasn't spot on biblically, Lord, I ask for the anointing to touch uh, the minds and the ears of these viewers. That Lord, that they would that they would understand what I'm trying to say, and that the Bible would be shown, that Jesus would be shown above it. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Josh Rich, dude, this was great. I could have talked for like way longer too. <laughs> so um, why don't well, you tell people how anytime. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, why don't you tell people how they can follow you? You can plug any anything you so desire. Yeah, you can follow me personally. Uh, I do I do my best work on Instagram, Josh D Rich. Uh, follow our ministry, Crave the Movement. That's going to be Crave the Movement on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, uh, CraveTheMovement.com right there. If you want to check out our website, follow along with wherever God sends us. Um, mm. That's that's our heart. We're just following Jesus, whether it's at a party or in our church or on the street or in our living rooms, just having a Holy Spirit-led moment. Uh, we're, we just want to be where Jesus is at. So if you want to follow along, that's cool. Uh, yeah, that's me. Awesome. Go follow them, everybody. Links are in the description. You know what's up. That's the huge. We put them in the description. So we love you guys. Join us on Friday. We're going to have Justice Keel. She's a former Miss Tennessee of 2020. She's going to be on talking all about the attack on womanhood in our, our country and in our society. We're gonna be talking about truth. It's gonna be sweet. So we'll see you then at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Have an amazing day. See you on Friday. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.